Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 153 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. Today's episode is because of a conversation I had with a person the other day. I'm not going to call him out, uh, but it was a very good conversation in which it was enlightening on both sides of the conversation. And I was talking to them about some of the challenges that mule deer, elk, and all these other wildlife face. And they were talking about how corporations and all those things need to shut down. And I kind of steered the direction in a different way than they wanted it to go. They weren't very happy with the oil and all the big impacts that were going on. And I said... I actually, in my personal opinion, and this is just me, because there are threats to wildlife in all directions. But for me, the the threats are the quiet ones, the ones that just sneak up on you, the day-to-day ones that nobody really sees coming until they're there. There's an area not too far from my house, which is largely, um, there's a bunch of forest property around it, federal forest property, and then there's a large tract of private land. And up until about 10 years ago, they hadn't developed on the private, but now it's starting to be built up in. And it's these cabins that they're putting up there as their second or third home. And what you're seeing is a disruption in these areas that these Deer and elk are migrating to to give birth to their fawns and to their calves. They're coming up into these areas where they've been coming for years and years and years. And now what we're starting to see is these HOAs are coming in and quietly one cabin is being put here, another cabin's being put there, and then they're starting to build fences to divide up these HOAs. And you're slowly seeing diminishment of these habitat that are important for these areas where their fawns are being born in. And so she was talking about how the large threats are the oil development that's going on in Wyoming or other parts of Utah and, and how those are massive threats. And I countered and I said, actually, I believe that is a threat, but I also believe the ones that you're not thinking about because her family owned a cabin in one of these HOAs and she just loved the fact that they could go up there. But once you put in a cabin in this area, it now becomes an area that's off limit, off limits to these ungulates as they're moving through. And so it's the quiet loss of habitat that is a huge factor. Here's some statistics for you. In 1950, there was 150 million people in the United States. In 2020, there was 334 million, so a doubling of the population in 70 years. In 1950, there was 40 million vehicles on the road or registered. In 2020, there was 286.9 million vehicles registered in the United States. And the reason why I picked the 1950s is because largely the 1950s and 60s were the heyday of mule deer and ungulates in general. And when you talk to my grandpa or any grandpa out there, they were the heyday of all the big bucks. In 1950, there was 1.2 billion acres of farm ground. 
In 2020, there was less than a billion, 950 million acres. They have lost, on average, 20 million acres to development each year. The largest loss of open space, whether it was cropland, grassland, or forest, was between 2000, uh, 2002 and 2012. Over 50 million acres in that 10-year period of time was lost to development. And it's the quiet development that I'm talking about. It's the residential houses being put in here, a subdivision being put in there. We all recognize that everybody needs a place to live. And nobody's trying to stop that. But oftentimes we rail and get upset at the corporations when in reality it's the second homes, the third homes that are being quietly put in that nobody's talking about. It's the roadways that are now being cut through those areas, creating more and more edge effect, more and more damage and danger as these animals have to pass through and cross over these roads that you're having a lot of accidents happen. When looking at deer collisions in the state of Utah, in 2012 there was a big study done and there was over 10,000 deer hit in Utah alone. And then in 2017, they came up with the Wildlife Migration Initiative, and they started tracking better and to understand where these deer are crossing. And then they started tracking and monitoring all the deer collisions. And as of, let's see, October of 2022, from this article, they had over 4,000 deer collisions. And so... It's the quiet things that we're talking about when we're talking about wildlife. It's the cats that are being released into areas that are having large damages on populations of birds in Hawaii or some other islands. It's the cars that drive on the highways every day that are also causing problems. So we can rail against the big bad wolf, the people drilling for oil that keeps those cars propelled, but it's also the quiet slow, day-to-day, -day, consistent destruction of a habitat that goes on. So when you're railing against the division of wildlife and saying they don't manage the same way since the heydays of the 1950s, there is a lot more people, there's a lot more traffic, there's a lot more roadways. In 1950, there was an initiative brought about to help bring more money, and they connected 41,000 new miles of roadway. That's just in 1950. I can't find anything now. But you think about all the subdivisions and all the roads and all the dirt roads that have constant traffic that are being used now. There are so many more miles of roads dissecting and cutting up habitat and landscape than there ever has been before. So just think about all those things that are affecting wildlife before you say the division wildlife doesn't know what they're doing because we have so much more of an effect now than they did back then. That's all. Have a great day.